This podcast is Entel Enhanced. To see pictures, articles and links of what's being discussed, download the Entel app. Hello, welcome to the Big Scuba Show. This is Gabriel Pineda from Shearwater Research and you're listening to the Big Scuba Podcast. Hello everybody, welcome to the Big Scuba Podcast. My name is Ian, I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast and with me is also my co-host... Gemma, hello everyone. Hello, and uh, yes, welcome back for another episode. And uh, this is episode 76, Gemma. <laughs> They're whizzing by. They yeah. certainly are. So coming up on this episode, what we're going to be talking about? We're going to be talking about shearwater products. We've got shearwater research, we've got um, a lovely guest on... Um, who's the sales and marketing manager? Yeah. Director? Yeah. So, and his name is Gabrielle Pineda. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, uh, Gabrielle's going to be talking to us about lots of the Shearwater products and uh, how they got started and a bit of history about Shearwater. And how he got started in diving as well. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, that's all good. Um, if you are downloading us for the first time, thank you very much and thanks for joining us. Uh, don't forget to have a look at our previous episodes. That there's we've a lot got. of them. There certainly is, and uh, there's 75, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're good at maths, Jem <laughs> is. She's got a spreadsheet for everything. And uh, yeah, so uh, have a look at those. Uh, last episode we, we had was Rob Spray, and we were talking about Sea Search East. Yeah, and particularly about UK diving mm. and how citizen science can get involved. Yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, yeah, putting yeah. your diving to good use, and uh, there's lots on there about that, and that's been a really popular episode as yeah. well. Yeah, plenty of downloads, So, but you can go back further. There's more about UK diving. We spoke to Cat, and then the variety of guests. I love saying that. We had a cat on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, she's gonna kill me next time. I, next time I see her, she's gonna go. Yeah, stop doing that. I oh, know. Sorry, but anyway. So, um, who are we? Who, who are we? Who are we? So, yes. um, I'm a dive master, and um, we. I live in Bungie. It's on the east coast of the UK, and mm-hmm. we we talk about diving, don't we? Yeah, and other other water related sports, and yeah, yeah kayaking, paddleboarding. And uh, we like to talk about those, and we have some guests on uh, who've done some great things, or they're involved in the the diving scene, whether it's in business or from maybe a charity that they're involved in. Yep, yep. So it's lots of exciting stuff, and we've even recently spoken to an artist who's inspired by her underwater. Yes, Yes. and uh, that was great. That's coming up soon, and uh, so look out for that. And that was really great to. Talk to Grace. Yeah, another another dimension to the whole podcast. Certainly, yeah. Yeah. You never know where diving's going to take you. So, uh, and on that theme, maybe you know, uh, if you're using diving for work or diving for, for business or whatever, let us know. You know, let us know what you're involved in, and uh, perhaps we can share that. Yeah, promote your project or products. Yeah, it's always good to do. So, uh, yeah, that's really good. What have you been up to? What have we been up to? Well, back at work. Yes, we've been um, crossfitting, yeah. running, yeah, just been enjoying the outdoor life really. Yeah, 
and uh, you need to tell us about your diving yes well what <laughs> my diving <laughs> we've been um i've got 21 dives now been diving in the river just recently so we've been uh, down at stony cove as well we? yeah so, yeah so yeah. yeah last week we were dive we did mention it on the last episode but we did just briefly we uh, were helping the green party in norwich and we were pulling out lots of rubbish and things like that litter so picking underwater yeah, picking basically underwater as you yeah. do and there's quite a few people do that now and uh We've done our bit as well, so that was good. Yeah, we've got lots to look forward to as well. We've got a Farn Islands trip booked, haven't we? Yeah, At the end of yeah. July. Looking forward to that. Yeah, looking forward yeah. to that. Hey, did you see the news? There's been lots happening in the news. Did you week, see the you? news that? Um, so I found really quite. A bit, actually, there, you're right. There has been quite a lot been going on, um, but one story really st- stood out, and I love this. Is that? And it's a happy story. It's okay. It turned out all right, <laughs> Came out all right in, in the end. end. You know, he's a little bit bruised and battered, but he's okay now. And uh, in the hello to our American friends. So <laughs> Cape Cod lobster fisherman Michael pa- Packard got swallowed by a whale. A humpback whale. Yeah, Moby Dick. <laughs> so Moby Dick lives on, and um, yeah, swallowed him up. Amazing. And, well, not if you. Um, Michael Packard, but although he's got a great story, imagine telling your friends. So there I was, minding my own business. Got gobbled up and spat and out again. Got gobbled up and spat out again. Thank good he did. Yeah, so I think he, he came off um, okay, didn't he? But obviously, the whale, whales don't normally bite people, do they? You know, so it's of it big whale. <laughs> thought it was a big bit of plankton or something. Well, it was probably going for the plankton, let's face it, and he probably. You know, wasn't aware that is amongst all the plankton, and yeah, it happened. Yeah, it yeah. just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Well, at least he's got a story to tell he's, now. Isn't well, he? imagine that he's going to be telling his kids and living on this story for years to come, isn't he? <laughs> I'm the man that got swallowed by a whale, and uh, maybe we should get him on. They'll probably make a film about it. Yeah, I might send him a message to see if we can get him on. <laughs> just a little quick little snippet of news exactly yeah, it'd be cool so and it's got a happy story it's all right so uh, yeah. you live to tell the tale yeah so we'll and see. the whale do you know the whale is actually bigger because it always is doesn't it it's like a fisherman if you catch a fish oh and it was like this big and, it's and it big. gets bigger and it bigger and bigger <laughs> yeah so that's interesting yeah yeah so uh, that's that anyway so um I think that would do. Should we get our guest on? Yeah, should we get Gabriel Pinardo? So he's over in Canada to talk to us. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll have a chat to him and hear about his diving and the Shearwater Range. And not just for technical divers, us recreational drive divers, drivers, divers can use them as well. It's an important thing to mention, actually. And um, that is a big thing that Shearwater started doing last year was the Peregrine for recreational divers. Mm. So. Um, you know, because they have been seen as, you know, for quite technical divers, but and they are really great for that, especially yeah. if you're on a rebreather. Um, most of them are all use shearwaters, but um, you've yeah. used one, haven't you? The peregrine, lovely, so, yeah. And I, yeah. I've been a um, a Perdix owner for a few years and uh, dive for that all the time. That's my go to dive, mm. although I do use Sunto as well. Um, I've got a, I've had a Sunto uh, Novo D4. For quite a while, for a few years. Yep, but fans of Shearwater. Yes, absolutely. They're the lovely and clear. So, uh, anyway, let's do it. Let's right, let's dial in to Canada. Cool.
Scooper podcast. This is Gemma and I've got Ian joining me on Zoom and we have a guest, Gabriel Pineda from Shearwater and he's based in Richmond, Canada. So he's on the line. So welcome to the Big Scooper podcast. Thank you for having me, Gemma. Thank you for having me Ian. I appreciate the opportunity to be conversing with you and uh, just sharing uh, our thoughts uh, may not be very deep thoughts uh, with uh, the audience uh, that uh, you have. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. So for our listeners, we've got listeners all around the world. Do you want to uh, just give a little intro to yourself and your connection to Shearwater? Yes, um, I live in Langley, BC. It's a suburb of the greater metropolitan Vancouver area in the Pacific Ocean, the Pacific coast of Canada. Uh, Richmond, as you correctly say, it's uh, the base of our headquarters or where our factory is, our, our Shearwater factory where we make all the, the computers. And uh, it's also part of, of the greater Vancouver metropolitan area. Um, I was born in Honduras. I came into Canada in 2003. I uh, started diving back in 1990 with my dad when I was uh, 14, so you can do the math how old I am. Um, and my dad started diving with his dad, my grandfather, when he was 14. So uh, none of my family members, even though they were avid divers, none of them were uh, formally uh, trained by any agency. And uh, my training initially started with books from the 60s. Wow. And uh, equipment uh, from from the 60s with uh, no SPG, but a J valve and no uh, buoyancy compensator, uh, which was uh, interesting and fun and gave me a, a, a different perspective. Uh, eventually, I got certified and then uh, I just started discovering more and more treasures underwater and uh, figuring out I need to stay longer. I need to go deeper because uh, right now the interesting things are there. So it became a little bit of a rabbit hole, started uh, getting trained on uh, decompression procedures and then trimix, and now I'm uh, diving a rebreather. So, uh, and now I have uh, a 12-year-old boy and uh, recently we've been setting up, uh, this just this last weekend, up his uh, back plate and wing and I got uh, some of my twin tanks separated because now those are gonna be his tanks and uh, setting them up accordingly, figured out the weights and uh, just getting him ready for his first uh, scuba course. And he's very awesome. excited about it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, obviously it's a great age to start diving as well. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, tall for his age and uh, he's been a water baby since uh, six months old. So he doesn't remember a time when he wasn't able to swim. He doesn't remember a time when he was ever scared of the water. It, it just comes very natural to him. Yeah. So it's in your blood, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, I uh, occasionally tell people that if I could grow scales on my skin, I would, but it's not biologically possible. Yeah. yeah. What was the diving like in Honduras? Did you do a lot of diving? Was it warm water diving? Yes, and it's it's beautiful, particularly in the Bay Islands. That's where it's well known for. But uh, interestingly enough, my first dive was in a lake in Honduras. And what? it was because uh, one of my uncles uh, going in his boat across the lake, his outboard motor just fell off. 
And they went. My, yeah. <laughs> and, and my and my dad uh, uh, had a scuba gear, so my uncle uh, came over, and I was helping them out. Uh, and uh, um, yeah, eventually uh, uh, we were going every weekend for four months until we found it and we rescued that uh, that motor and it was uh, in those uh, trips out there that I started uh, doing my first uh, scuba dives. Oh wow. Yeah. So then did you then get, move on to then do a course to like get the qualifications because uh, obviously you knew how to dive by then. Yeah it was not until I came into Canada that I got certified and back in uh, uh, the early 2000s when I came into Canada, I thought I was a pretty, a pretty solid diver, but there's a big difference between warm water diving and cold water diving. And you have all this insulation, all this big amount of weights, yeah. and, and you feel like you cannot longer move the freedom that I, I knew underwater before where I could just contort myself or reach into a crevice and pull out a spiny lobster. Uh, that was not coming naturally and and I thought this is new to me I'm, I'm a newbie all over again and that's when I started from open water and uh, some of my dive buddies wanted me to go directly into a, a dry suit and I was no I, I I gotta get my buoyancy right again I, I'm still figuring this out so I did a, I was sharing with my son uh, uh, last weekend that I did a 96 dives on uh, wetsuits, uh, seven millimeters over seven millimeters before I tried dry suits for the very first time. And actually, I, I was already in doubles before I, I migrated into a dry suit. Uh, I uh, remember going to one of our uh, dealers, a dive shop that was doing a, a demo day for dry suits. And I came in with my doubles and he said, you know, it's not that common that we have demo days for people that never dove dry suits and yet they're diving doubles so go figure that one <laughs> yeah i think it was chilly wasn't it diving in canada in it is it's uh the water is between seven six degrees and the coldest uh, months of the of the winter to about 12 degrees in and and these are average temperatures in the heat of the summer the surface is could be even higher, it could reach uh, 15, even 18 degrees, but very soon within uh, uh, three meters, you, you're back to 12 degrees. Mm. Yeah, but uh, the, to be honest, the wetsuit was perfectly fine as long as uh, you don't spend a lot, uh, a long surface interval. Yeah. yeah especially in the winter, you come out and all that uh, evaporation from the wetsuit in the winter, that was, that was tough. No, in okay. the water, you're fine. In the water, you're, you're okay because the water is actually warmer than, than the, the uh, air outside. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, coming out, uh, you had to have, I had my big thermos with hot tea and, and just uh, little tricks uh, in there. Eventually when I was uh, getting back into the car, put all my gear, I, Many times I couldn't feel my toes. It was just that, that chilly, but yeah. Have you been to the UK? Have you dived in the UK? Not in the, uh, not, not for diving. I've been for business and yeah. uh, uh, meeting uh, um, some of our partners like uh, Nartet 90, uh, met with Mark Powell, but uh, not diving. It's on my uh, to-do list. I want to do SCAPA. Mm. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to do SCAPA flow and, and, um, I uh, 
you know, the underwater history that you can find in, in Europe is, is very attractive to me. And I should be um, I should be making more plans. I, in Europe, I've only dove in northern Spain. And uh, I guess uh, the Canary Islands are not considered necessarily Europe, more Africa. But uh, uh, yeah, oftentimes when I go into Europe, it's a jam-packed schedule visiting all these dealers in different countries and uh, I, I you know all work no play yeah you <laughs> normally go to like the dive shows when they're going yeah yeah, yeah I, I do often go to dive shows uh, before the pandemic the last one of the last dive shows I went was in uh, Poland and Baltic Tech. Uh, <laughs> Baltic Tech in Poland and uh, yeah it was a very good time I yeah. miss it I really miss it yeah what is the situation like over there are you still locked down or you're coming out of it now we're coming out of it there's been a, a good amount of uh, vaccine deployment uh, our government made a strategy where they wanted to distribute at least one dose for the most uh, uh, the highest number of population possible at least because one dose will reduce your amount of hospitalization and ICU patients mm -hmm. so um they did that successfully, and our numbers with hospitals are going down. And uh, now we're waiting for our second dose. There's already talks about opening the borders with the U.S. The U.S. is, is uh, from what I hear on, on our sales reps and our dive shops uh, down there, they're pretty bad, much back to normal. Mm, so yeah, I'm yeah. so looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So how did you come into contact with Shearwater? How did your journey start? Uh, it started as a customer back in 2011. I, um, <laughs> it's interesting. I, 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 was, uh, uh, I, I learned my tech diving from uh, the days where uh, that computers are not conducive to being used in tech diving dives. So you use a bottom timer and a, a slate, you copy or, or handwrite your tables on a slate and you follow your slate and uh, you have to maintain this discipline and, and there's not much room for deviations. You do mm. have some contingencies, but not much room. So after several years of doing that, uh, in 2011, I, I thought, well, it's time to, to move on and, and uh, choose a, a dive computer for technical diving. And uh, there were three candidates and then I discarded one because it was a little bit far away. It's actually based in Europe and, and they didn't have much uh, support in, in the Americas. So there were two candidates later and both of them uh, had manufacturing facilities in, in uh, Vancouver. And I, had, I was deciding on the option that was not Shearwater. And I went into a forum of local divers asking for opinions and I want to go with this other option because this option has the VTM algorithm mm -hmm. that is the one that I'm using at the time and the people in the forum just uh, were very energetic saying no you're making the wrong choice you got to go with Shearwater and because this this and that and eventually they uh, changed my mind so I uh, sent an email to Shearwater because I'm, I'm working in Richmond and at the time, Shearwater was just one bridge away, about a 10-minute drive. And they only had one dive shop that was a dealer in mm. the greater Vancouver area. It was way out of my way. I didn't want to go driving over there. So uh, 
I write to info at shearwater.com and tell them I am fine giving the dive shop my credit card number, but I want to pick my computer from your factory. And I sent that email in the morning and I'm, uh, you know, I'm expecting a response within two weeks, something, something like that. A couple of minutes later, there's a response in there. And uh, yeah, everything's arranged. You can uh, pick it up. Uh, just give your credit card number. And I, oh, okay. I, I guess I hadn't really budgeted for $1,000 to go out of my pocket this week. But <laughs> hey, it's there. So I uh, did that, crossed over the bridge uh, during my lunch break. And our current director of finance hand gives me the computer and tells me, yes, uh, Lynn Partridge, uh, the, the wife of a founder, uh, she wrote to me that uh, this was this computer was for you that you've already paid, and uh, she regrets that she's not personally here because she's in a trade show in Moscow. And, okay, so it started gotten me thinking. Uh, so I'm writing in the morning, and she's responding. The wife of the founder is responding to me almost on a real time <laughs> basis yeah. from Moscow at some unholy time in in Moscow where she should be sleeping, just to cater to my whim of not driving a little bit further and give me that kind of, of uh, customer support. That was a, a very, uh, made an impression in my mind, uh, um, a different kind of customer service that I was not used to in any <clears throat> industry. So later on, um, remember I mentioned the VPM algorithm uh, at the time when I bought it, Shearwater didn't have it. And then there was an email to Shearwater owners that uh, they were implementing the VPM algorithm where they were looking for beta testers. Yes, mm. yes, please, please. please. <laughs> uh, I want to, I want to test this. So I started testing these, making meticulous dives uh, with my slate and not paying attention to the sheer water. And just then after the fact, comparing results, putting them in a report, writing a report, sending it over. And this was all voluntary. I'm just doing it for the love of the, of the art. And uh, we started having uh, conversations with Shearwater, um, with the, the people uh, in uh, engineering. I remember back then there was no salt or fresh setting. There was a European norm setting that is more equivalent to brackish water, somewhere halfway in between. And uh, I was requesting uh, to the current director of engineering, hey, I want a salt setting and a fresh setting. And he was saying, well, we want to keep our, our menu simple because simple is uh, uh, a way of uh, translating reliability, making it easier. And the more features and selections that we have, uh, it complicates things. And so I'm trying to make my case. And finally, I just give up. Okay, I lost this one. You pick mm -hmm. the title. A couple of weeks later, there's a firmware release and there's my salt and freshwater setting. <laughs> and another surprise and I'm as a customer I'm, I'm sure now being inside uh, Shearwater I'm, I know that there's uh, many requests coming from many people but as a customer at the time it felt like it was my idea and that they were catering to my whims yet once again and uh, uh, that felt uh, really good and then started planning a seed this would be a really good place to work with mm. so uh, after I used to be working with uh, Sage Software, accounting software, it's uh, a British okay. company. And um, then I went into business for my own. I uh, had a, at a point in time, uh, um, three different gas stations uh, and convenience stores. And um, 
then uh, I, we had to uh, get out of that business because uh, the owners of the, the land where the gas stations were, they were selling the land and we didn't have a, a place to have our gas stations. Then we got into a, a construction business. My wife and I didn't like that uh, construction business very much. And after seven, min seven months in it, we sold it. And then uh, we had to decompress and, and went on a long vacation, went to Italy, went diving in Spain and Canary Islands, and then came back and uh, we got to do something. I, I mean, we're too young and it's not like we're all set for life. <laughs> uh, so we got to do something. And my wife pulled out a, a LinkedIn uh, post that uh, Shearwater was looking for somebody with marketing experience. And having dove with people inside Shearwater and doing reports for them as a beta tester, had many contact points. So sent a couple of e emails and did a couple of interviews. And yeah, that was in uh, 2017. The rest is history. Yeah. yeah. Amazing way to get into a company. Yeah. 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 And a bit of difference from uh, working in an accounts firm as well. Yes, it's very big uh, difference uh, from, <laughs> from, from that. Uh, it's uh, everything that you do in life teaches you lessons. So you gather all the good things that you learn and, and you apply it at a later life. So it was a good fit. Uh, uh, eventually, you know, things happen for a reason. Yeah. 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 So at the, the name Shearwater probably doesn't mean anything to some listeners who are maybe non-divers or divers so can you explain a bit about the product Shearwater produce? Okay um, I was going to go into the mythology but I go of the name and, and the, the product names but I'll, I'll go about the product yes uh, Shearwater started as I was telling uh, uh, earlier with uh, technical diving as their, their niche market. And it was not necessarily because the founder, Bruce Partridge, was uh, making this grand plan to have a very successful, uh, uh, highly uh, profitable business. It was more about the love of the art again. Uh, he was a, a rebreather diver, a technical diver. And in his judgment at the time, uh, he didn't see that the options for technical diving computers were adequate. And, and it echoes what I was saying earlier. When I was taught my technical diving courses, our instructors were saying, uh, you do not use a dive computer to do your technical diving. You pre-cut your tables, put them on a slate and follow the slate because yeah. dive computers are not adequate. So uh, Bruce was retired. Uh, he's had sold a business uh, that, that was computer related and was semi-retired for a couple of years. And uh, Lynn, his wife, was telling him at the time, you got to do something. It's, again, you're too young to, to retire. And um, why uh, not uh, make a dive computer if you really think, because he mentioned it a couple of times, that he thought he could make a better job at designing a dive computer. And uh, he did. He started working on it on his spare room. And the first uh, product was really not a computer, but more of a controller that would convert a manual KISS rebreather into an electronically controlled KISS rebreather. It didn't even have uh, the decompression information. But later on, he added uh, decompression information. And then uh, the next natural step was to make it available for open circuit divers. And it started 
with Bruce selling these through his friends uh, and and the community of technical diving, back then the community was much smaller and there was a lot of communication to message boards and uh, forums. So it, even though it's a worldwide community, it's a small community and they knew each other, word of mouth gets around, there's a, are really good computers, start mm-hmm. selling them through friends and uh, things uh, start getting expanding and uh, all of a sudden the living room is filled with electronic things and he's being kicked out of the living room and has to start renting uh, space externally and then that space that he's renting is all of a sudden too small and and uh, then you just grow so it's uh, counterintuitive as a business person to start when you see your market as a triangle and at the tip of the triangle you have the most specialized yet the smallest uh, participants in the overall industry. Mm-hmm. Usually companies would start their business plan where you have the most capability to make uh, big profits, where, where you can go into the massive segments. And that would mean starting from the open water and then climbing your way out, which your water, it was the opposite. <clears throat> so we started uh, with uh, uh, the technical diving segments slowly over time percolating into uh, more and more recreational segments. And now we have uh, recognized uh, for several years now that most of our business is coming from recreational divers and consequently have uh, pivoted some of our products without neglecting our roots. Mm. We've pivoted some of our products to service uh, recreational divers in a better way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, most of the uh, rebreathers are all on shearwater now, aren't they? Yeah, we have a dominant position with rebreathers. Many rebreather manufacturers buy our electronics, and it's not just about the the handset that controls it, but the circuit mm. boards that go inside the rebreather. Uh, yeah. We also provide those to them. And uh, yeah, it's uh, most of the commercially available civilian rebreathers uh, use uh, our, our uh, electronics. Yeah. And you recently got, didn't um, Shearwater Research uh, got bought out a while ago, last year? Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, uh, an interesting story. Um, it was a process that uh, Shearwater initiated. It was, and it was, uh, took more than two years. Uh, and COVID didn't help. But it was part of a succession plan for Bruce and Lynn. Bruce and Lynn, we cannot expect them to be with us forever. And uh, back in uh, a couple of years ago, they stepped back from the day-to-day operations and into more a role of uh, members of uh, the board of advisors. Uh, We would meet with the board of advisors about once a month, but on the day-to-day operations, uh, they had separated from that. And at the same time, they wanted to uh, move on and, and also for the company, uh, we need to make uh, some succession planning. So in that regard, we started the process. We looked at different uh, potential candidates. We selected the candidate that we thought was uh, most compatible with our culture and with the way that we do business. And we're happy uh, to be working with uh, BRS. It's a private equity firm based in New York. And it's uh, uh, something that uh, was carefully planned so that we have our management team, all our employees still in place, our strategic direction remains in place. And uh, we feel very, very comfortable in this position where we are. 
Bruce yeah. and Lynn remain as members of the board of directors. They just no longer hold the majority uh, ownership of uh, shares. Yeah. Does it? Do you think it's going to change the way the business operates in terms of the range of products you do, or are you sticking to live computers? I would uh, say that it would change for the better in the sense that if you are in the time of your life where Bruce and Lynn are, and you come over to your main shareholders, we have this big project and we need X amount of dollars for investing into this project. There's a different risk tolerance for individuals at a certain point in life versus a company that is not necessarily uh, affected by, by the years that they have uh, in, in a certain uh, one or two individuals. So uh, we have uh, a little bit more latitude in that regard and, and can spread our wings a, a little bit farther mm. and without necessarily uh, having to, to take uh, other concerns into consideration. Yeah. That uh, no, sounds good, yeah. It's this positive journey and, um, you know, they've been expanding, expanding the whole time. And, um, it's, it, you know, it's no wonder when you bring out great products, you know, as Shearwater's done over the last few years. You know, um, it's really good. I'm a, I'm a customer myself. Nice. I've got my Perdix AI and um, great. I had it for the last few years and, uh, you know, it's well built, you know, it's, you know, drop it and things like that, don't you, on the dive site and dive boat and, you know, it gets knocked about and it still works. You know, it's clear underwater. What else do you want? If you ever have any questions, any problems, just uh, give us a call. We have uh, yeah. customer service uh, people that are in, in the UK. Um, these are instructors. Oh, all our customer service team are, are instructors, some mm. of them very, very experienced. And that when the phone rings on our side, we try to have a live person with answers, uh, answering the phone. We don't like our customers going into a machine and navigating all these menus. And when you talk to us, uh, you'll see that uh, we love to talk diving. And uh, we nerd out. And, Divers uh, love to talk diving. That, yeah, something yeah, new. I just love, love to talk diving. So I want to give a shout out to Ed Lovelock. <laughs> He's our customer care representative here or over there in the UK. And uh, this morning we were just having a conversation about his plans to uh, take even more courses. He was talking about in, uh, signing up for a course with Mark Powell for uh, Trimix training. All right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and and just uh, conversations like that. So if you call us within uh, UK times, uh, it might be a good chance that Ed answers uh, answers you. And uh, Ed's a great guy, and uh, he can tell you about. Uh, the, your computer and give you advice on how to operate it so it's 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 good yeah uh, we we like talking to divers if you ever have a problem don't hesitate to contact us yeah that's really good to hear as a new diver you know having that kind of amazing customer service concentration where people can actually talk to people and not just go through like electronic chat and emails backwards and forwards yeah that that says a lot for the product we believe it's uh, a crucial element that from the beginning has been uh, uh, 
instrumental to our success. And, and in my story, when I was telling you about my personal experience, I lived it on the customer side. Mm-hmm. And, and that was one of the things that made the company so attractive to me. And it's something that uh, we really cherish and, and try to, even throughout our growth, we, we very, very carefully try not to lose it uh, because we, we recognize uh, it's uh, instrumental to our success. Yeah, pretty good. It is, and um, I think um, you know, as the especially with bringing out the peregrine and that, and I think that was a great move, you know, to get into the uh, recreational side. Um, you know, I think that was a you know really good move. Although the timing just before the lockdowns probably didn't help, but you know, it's, it's good though, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's uh, what I was mentioning. Uh... We started in, uh, I believe, 2014 with the petrol putting in uh, recreational mode because yeah. uh, back uh, even as far as 2014, we're seeing that our, a lot of our business is coming from recreational divers and we cannot turn a blind eye to them, even though our roots are in technical divers, we have to, to, to cater to their needs. So we started with the recreational mode, then with the Perdix AI. Uh, we started uh, putting in wireless pressure transmitters for the Perdix yeah. AI. At the time when we did that, that was in early 2016, the community, the technical diving community was against the use of, uh, of transmitters because they were not reliable enough. You would have uh, communications lost uh, and, and uh the way that we, the reason that we did it was, okay, this is not gonna be accepted by the technical diving community. Mm. This is for recreational divers. But one of our surprises was that uh, slowly technical divers started uh, accepting it. And uh, first uh, it would be with uh, rebreather divers because they don't have to be, their gas supplies are not as critical as they are with open circuit divers. And then uh, side mounters really liked it because they could just take one glance at one screen, have the pressure on both tanks, instead of having to SPG here, SPG there, do I need to switch uh, regs and so on? It it streamlined them. And uh, there were comments in social media just advocating for the transmitters and how uh, it's just uh, uh, another way. And it caught us a little bit by surprise. But our effort initially was AI was for recreational markets, not technical markets. But uh, hey, if uh, technical divers like them, who are we to say, uh, yeah. don't do it? And uh, then uh, it uh, went on with uh, the Tarek, where in certain regions of the world, they prefer a watch format, yeah. a smaller watch format. So we did the Tarek in a compact size, and yet it's our most feature-rich standalone computer um, so we we got a, a lot of uh, of good traction particularly in the asia pacific region with the Tarek. and uh, then the next move the next logical move was uh, let's build a computer for people that don't have a thousand dollars or 800 uh, pounds uh, or 600 pounds i'm a little bit rusty on my conversions uh, of a budget for a, a dive computer, let's uh, have it accessible for people that have half that budget and uh, will have to cut on certain features 
that are more catering to the technical market but yeah. by cutting those features we're able to keep costs down and still keep on our manufacturing in Canada give the same quality and the same uh, uh, high uh, workmanship that we do in-house and uh, have it available and that's where the peregrine came up so uh, again the peregrine uh, was launched in the middle of the pandemic in between the first and second wave yeah. And we had very good reception. I think uh, even though we had very, very good reception and, and great uh, sales, I think uh, the growth was a little bit stunted because of the pandemic. And I think that uh, as the world comes out of the pandemic, we'll see more and more of, uh, of that growth that wasn't uh, realized, fully realized, come back to us in the form of uh, pent-up demand. Uh, I, I think uh, many regions in the world are still not as free as some of us are. To, yeah. To yeah, and it's Wait. travel as well, isn't it? People, it, some people only dive when they travel and go on holiday, and if that's not permitted at the moment, it makes it difficult. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. But when you can uh, travel, where do you, where's your favorite place to dive? I have bucket list items that I need to be crossing out. So Scapa was <laughs> one of those. Um, I want to go also to Indonesia, uh, probably in Sulawesi or Raja Ampat uh, region, because I, I want to take into account uh, also my family, my son, my wife. Uh, my wife is open water. She only does warm water. My son isn't even certified just yet. And uh, certain places like Scapa are not really good uh, for bringing in your 12 year old. No. <laughs> uh, that's where uh, a place like uh, in Indonesia, the Raja Ampat uh, uh, region would be uh, one of my to-do lists. Um, I, I also want to go into Cabo Pomo in the southern tip of uh, the Baja California Peninsula. I've uh, heard really good things. Bruce and Lynn were there a few uh, years ago, a couple of years ago. And they came back with uh, great uh, reviews from that. Uh, so um, they helped uh, set up a, a nitrox station over there. And with some of our dive shops and partners in Mexico, uh, it's uh, fully operational now. And uh, just would love to go over there and, and visit with some friends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, that sounds good. So it's a, yeah, so for all our, listeners out there where is the best place for them to find out some information about Shearwater? Our website shearwater.com is a good place um, you can find all sorts of information about our products there's a nifty map that if you allow your browser to uh, get to know your location it will automatically give you where the closest dealers to dive shops are and we have dealers all around the world so it doesn't necessarily matter where you are, uh, you'll be able to, to get uh, something. And additionally, you can always go through one of our online dealers and, and buy online. Yeah, that's great because yeah, it's a worldwide company accessible to everyone. Yes, yeah. Most of our business is uh, outside of Canada. In fact, uh, I can tell you uh, about 96% of our business is outside of Canada. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And for people like myself that are very new to diving, it's quite accessible for them to look at a Shearwater dive computer. It's not out of their league. 
yeah, it's uh, that's uh, what we've been trying to do with products like the Peregrine. Uh, make it accessible, make it easy. Um, we are confident that once you start uh, diving with a shear water, uh, you will like our shear water environment and it might make it hard for you to dive with any other dive computer. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, well, you've sure. certainly kind of sold the kind of ethos of the company and the customer service side that hopefully will make people kind of consider looking at sheer water, even if they're diving with one of the competition. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it is, it's good because, um, you know, when you do have a problem, it's nothing more infuriating when you can't speak to somebody or, you know, as Gemma said, you just get like this electronic chat thing and there's nobody there. You know, so it is, I think, um, that backup service, especially with something that is, um, that can be as, as complicated as a dive computer. You know, when you really start getting into the, the detail and the settings and things like that, you know, you can soon think, ah, oh, hang on, I need to ask somebody. So it is brilliant that there is that backup, um, that sheer water that does offer. Yeah, it's, uh, as I mentioned, instrumental. And you know, we, we do it also motivated out of a passion. Like, you know, uh, we're divers ourselves and we love talking to divers. When you're on a dive boat, uh, you're talking to divers before and yeah. after, uh, before you're, you're getting ready and doing the dive plan, after you're debriefing. And, uh, you know, my, my wife sometimes, sometimes laughs that we go for hours and hours of preparation for this dive and we spend 15 minutes of bottom time if if it's a big dive it's all this complex dive and uh, safety divers and so on and you go to the bottom and it's 15 minutes you come out so really if you think about it diving is a social activity it's yeah. about that connection with your community it it's part of uh I, I, uh, our CEO is a, a new diver. He's uh, just recently finished his advanced open water. And I would uh, take him to our local uh, uh, um, dive spots and uh, just tell him, these are our, my people. So get to know my friends. <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah, and uh, it's a, a diverse group of individuals uh, that uh, you just connect with. You trust your safety to them. Mm -hmm. And that forms that kind of strong bond. And uh, it's a community that uh, once you get a call from somebody, even if they're not a regular dive buddy, you can relate to, you know, yeah. what, what their pain points are. And like you say, if you're having problems with your computer and it's just uh, a few hours before you get up on a plane, we, we, we relate to that. Well, this can be disastrous you have this divocation so we're going to move mountains for you as a diver and somehow have a computer ready for you when you land in thailand yeah. or, or somewhere if if your computer all of a sudden uh is not working yeah yeah no that's great no, really good so hopefully that sent out a really positive message about sheer water yeah yeah that's brilliant so if you could take um three people in the water with you for a dive who would you take I would, I, I, I would, uh, I never got to, uh, to uh, know my grandfather. He died in a, a vehicle accident when I was uh, about one month before I was born. And all my uh, 
my uncles, my relatives were telling me I missed out on a great grandfather. So I would say uh, my grandfather, uh, my dad passed away in 2012. He was only uh, 62 years old. And uh, yeah, we had a, a lot of uh, bucket list items to mm. go together. I, uh, I heard him several times that he would love to do a diving vacation with his children. I have two brothers, two sisters and uh, a diving vacation where uh, we could all, uh, all his children could go in there. So that would be my second choice. And uh, now uh, my third choice is uh, my son. Yeah. Uh, I uh, see the excitement when he's uh, weaving the, 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 the harness and uh, adjusting it. And then after a day, just, uh, adjusting diving equipment he's he's all excited. I'm going to be a diver I'm going to be a diver and so I, I see that excitement in there so I know it's uh sounds a little bit introspective and maybe even selfish but uh it's an honest answer that those would <laughs> that's good yeah. yeah 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 family at your heart that's the main thing so that's great yeah. yeah and another question we always ask with kind of um diving in the background if you had a billboard that you could put out to the world so everyone in the world could see it what would you put on it it could be a statement or a visual image but what would you put on there to the world make your life worthwhile get to the last of your days look back at it and see that it was worthwhile um that that would be a, you only you only get to live well some people may think otherwise but i believe you only get to live once and yeah. and uh yeah make it worthwhile yeah it's good that's very good yes yeah so if yep. you're even thinking about diving maybe do it give it a go and yeah, yeah. just do it go for it yeah you've got nothing to lose so, so. No, exactly yeah, no, it's a great experience. So, no, that's really, 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 really good. So, thank you for yeah, yeah. Chatting to us on the podcast. It's a, that's brilliant. It's been great to hear. So, and get the get the Shearwater name out there. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. So, yeah, all oh, right, brilliant. Yeah, it's been lovely to meet you. And thank you yeah, very much. For lovely time. to meet you too. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Have okay. a good day. All right, bye. bye. Welcome back. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that. That was a really good chat with Gab. Thank you very much for him to, uh, coming on. Yeah, it was really good to hear. And we heard all about, obviously, the peregrine oh, <laughs> seagull. Hang on, we've got a seagull joining us. <laughs> we are recording outside yes. <laughs> by the sea. Um, yeah, so it's good to hear about the peregrine dive computer and how it's suitable for a recreational diver. It's sheer water is not all about technical diving, which is great. I really liked it. And um, we'll put a review up uh, of the Peregrine. And um, I thought it was quite easy to use. It's very clear, mm. very much like the Perdix that I've got. Um, the construction of it is really well made. and They're built to last. They're pretty uh, bulletproof dive computers, to be fair. And if you're, a, you know, if you're not looking to tech dive, um, then that is a really good option. It's uh, because it, it's very clear, clear underwater. It tells you, you everything you need to do. It does yeah. nitrox, you know. So if you're going to live aboard and um, dive with nitrox, 
uh, it does that you and know and um, if you're not going to tech dive you're not going to be particularly going for the deep depths then it will do you yeah, really well. well and I've said to you haven't I mm. you know um, you haven't got a dive computer yet and there are options you know yeah. uh, Sunto do a really great range as well and um, you know that is the Peregrine is one to look into as well yeah yeah so but yeah if you haven't heard about them yeah look them up look at their website and and they have great customer service as well which obviously you hear about in the podcast yeah they do and there is uk sellers uh, out there you know and we've had them on before yeah not to 90. 90 um so hello to you guys and uh, i believe um fourth element sell them as well mm. so uh, hello to them yeah so that's a sheer water brand we've put out there it certainly is. They're really great, and it's, they've they've got a good story, a good um, you know history of them being involved in diving right from the early days, and they've just expanded because they've proved that you know the product works, mm. and um, yeah. that's testimony for how good that is. So uh, you know, definitely. So if you listen to that and you've been thinking about a dive computer, that is definitely one to consider um for what you like you yeah. know, we all you know depends on what you want out of a dive computer so uh, yeah brilliant um talking about positive stories let's talk about our next guest that we've got coming up yeah on episode 77 that will be grace marquez and she's based again in canada but she's an artist she certainly is now i saw one of um grace's pictures a few weeks back and now Grace, uh, she started a hobby of making some few paintings mm-hmm. of dives that she'd been on. And she particular like wrecks where, you know, she could see colours and life. fish yeah. and light, life going on. And she likes using that experience to draw certain pictures and yeah. paintings. And then she sell, has sold some. And it's now um, become her full-time and career. And how cool is that? Mm. You know, just turn, if you can turn a, a diving-related hobby into a business and a career, a bit like Shearwater, you know, it's that story, whole story again, you know, and we can think of other people who've done something similar, yeah. like Fourth Element, you know, who, um, again, you know, it's brilliant. It's a positive story, yeah. you know, and uh, Grace has done really well, and... Um, it's a really good message so if you listen to this don't miss the next episode yes yeah and her pictures are just so colorful and yeah just happy pictures they look to yeah me. uh she lives in uh not far from niagara Fo- falls which is pretty cool yeah on the border yeah so so uh yeah so look out for that on episode 77 which will be out in a week's time um We've got a little bit of news on the O3 side, haven't we? Yes, we are taking a delivery of semi-dry suits. Yeah, I've just got to have mine <laughs> adjusted adjusted slightly. <laughs> Only in the legs. Only really. in the legs, yeah. <laughs> but there we go, I had to do that on my dry suit, so uh, there's no, no news. <laughs> but it just shows that they do various sizes and you can have them adjusted to fit you. Yes, yeah, they can even your dimensions find, even, <laughs> easy they can even uh, find one to fit me which is really good I've never dived in a, um, a semi-dry so that would be no good. no so we've tried them on and so there's a, a, a <laughs> I basically had to be covered in <laughs> jollop jollop <laughs> 
<laughs> that's first as well. That's, that's just another story <laughs> in itself. Uh, yeah, so basically they've got a dry skin underneath and then you pop the big suit over, with, over it so you've got some real warmth there. They, yeah. And they do feel warm, don't they? They certainly do, yeah. So, uh, and we've got yeah. boots as well. Boots, yeah, and the gloves. So, yeah, I'm a great fan of their gloves. Yeah, yeah. so once yours is adjusted, we'll be doing a test on those, either paddle boarding or diving with them. Yeah, yeah. and uh, if you know the O3 uh, crew, um, you know, they're great crew, good fun, and uh, Tom's been really looking after us. Hello, Tom. And um, fellow CrossFitter as he well. He is, yeah. And he did the Murph the other week, like he, we did. He certainly he? did. So uh, if you are looking for a dry suit, give them a look, and uh, or a wetsuit, or um, semi-dry. Yeah, they've got a good, good uh, website to have a look at, so that's 03. Limited. Yeah, and I have to say, and um, having dived in a 03 dry suit for quite a while, of a good number of years um, I, they regularly service it and do the repairs and things like that and they're brilliant so, yeah again um, great customer service yeah it's just a, yeah, so, yeah. obviously yes there are other dry know, suits around ma manufacturers out there but um, kind of I'm just being honest that they're uh, they're really good yeah yeah so yeah the reviews of those will come through um, we've still got our happy bottle promotion running yeah. So if you go to happybottles.com and you can order your bottle and just put big scuba we in. We love our happy bottles. <laughs> we do. Okay. And we've got we have still got some unboxing to do of their new larger style. Yes, bottle. the stealth. I've got a stealth one. And the handles. Yes, I yeah. look forward to that. So um, yeah, look out for that. That'll be coming out soon. Yeah. Right, I think that's it. Yeah. Time to enjoy the sunshine. We've done our run and it's time to go and uh, enjoy the sunshine. So that's that for this episode thank you very much for downloading again and can i just say also you know uh please do leave us a review it's a free way you can support the podcast it helps us grow it helps us get found um you know and uh tell your dive buddies and share the message yep and look us up on social media we're on facebook instagram and twitter so again you can communicate with us by direct message or commenting on our posts on yeah. the social media sites. Let us know how you're diving. Uh, it'd be really great to hear from you. That You can leave a, a message on the back phone and we'll play it. Some people have really done that in the past. That'd be really good to get some more of them. Yeah. And plus 44 7810005924. <laughs> we got it right. <laughs> so there we go. So thank you very much. And uh, that's it. So leave us a review. Tell your friends. Leave us a message on the back phone. Yeah, and just say hello. Yeah, just say hello. We want to hear from you. That'd be really good. Okay, thanks for downloading. And we'll see you on the next one. Certainly will. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We are not affiliated with any agency or organisation. And all opinions expressed in this episode are our own and those of our guests. If you wish to make any comments about this episode, then please do contact us via email or our social media platforms that are listed in the episode show notes. Alternatively, you can send us a message or voice message via WhatsApp on the Big Scuba Bat Phone. And the number is plus four four seven eight one zero 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 five nine two four. We will always respond promptly. And thank you once again for downloading this episode.